please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 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 Om Mangalam Guru Devaya Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindebhyo Sarvalokaya Mangalam. Om Stabakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmar Achara Prayantam Vande Gurum Paramparam Jai Guru, Jai Thakur So we're continuing our readings from the Srimad Bhagavatam The Tenth Skanda, the Life of Krishna, Life and Nilas of Krishna and uh, we're in the Discourse 3, or Chapter 3. Uh, last week, we've, uh, last two weeks, we read the and discussed the prayers of uh, Vasudeva. When the Lord appeared in the... He, he was born, you could say, He appeared the way it's described. He, uh, after being in the first the mind of Devaki, mind of Vasudeva, and then transferred into the body of Devaki, and all the gods coming first last few last month we read the prayers of the gods to the reality in the womb of Devaki. Then something miraculous appeared. In one verse he appears, right? <laughs> Not a very complicated some beautiful verse describing the change in nature before I mean what the world becomes at the advent of the Lord, how it looks. Uh, uh, these are very beautiful, poetic and deep verses. And then there's a line, I don't have it in front of me. I do, but it's in, I don't have it in transliteration, and I probably can mess up the, the tran- uh, Sanskrit. Um, it says uh, uh, that the uh, then the unborn becomes born. So that's the ultimate theme: how the unborn becomes born. Uh, uh, I think Ajaya Jamna or something like that. If I remember vaguely the the verse from last last time, um, and so. In that new reality, the, the the unborn has become born, and it, it's described as appearing in full as Mahavishnu, right? Uh, uh, in in which holding his forearms, holding conch disc, uh, club, and uh, lotus flower, right? And it was beautiful jewelry, long hair, uh, arm ar- golden armlets, yellow wearing cloth, garland of forest flowers like that. Uh, um, uh, to show that it is this is a, this is the birth of a spirituality, not a normal child, right? And so, in that state where they're the, the, they're visualize or they're seeing or experiencing this visionary the visionary experience of Mahavishnu, uh, 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 Vasudeva starts praying, and his prayers. And we were mentioning last week that it's uh, you think finally in, in such an emotional state to just be prayers of just overwhelming sweetness and emotion. And they are that, but guys uh, are cla- uh, 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 dressed in the in, in a lesson on Shankya philosophy, right? <laughs> on, the, on the nature of Purusha and Pakriti, ultimately, right? What is Purusha? What is Pakriti? And then again and again saying that he is Purusha, the Lord of Pakriti. And we went to l- l- long detail the last two weeks on that. Um, but that whole point is that what's being born is that infinite being. And so, why do we have to constantly be told in the Bhagavatam, it's every time anything happens, 
the characters stop and start telling you either somebody's prayers or somebody's teachings about the difference between spirit, ultimately the difference between spirit and matter, purusha and prakriti. And we know, I mean, we know, we're trying to understand the, the mystical connection between these two uh, experiences, this, these two realities, the purusha and prakriti of matter and spirit, of Shiva and Shakti, of, uh, of uh, 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 like a Brahman and Kali, like this. We went through a little bit last week. But another, so that's important. We understand that the connection between it has to be understood. Uh, so, and, and that understanding, we, it's a little confusing because that understanding is that we have to understand how Purusha and Purkiti spiritually are the same. And, and uh, Shiva and Shakti are actually non-different. They're two different sides of the same reality. But they're not, the, they're, two diff- two, they're two different sides of the same reality. They're not the same side of the same reality. Right? So we still have to understand. That's why, again and again, we're told the difference between Purusha and Pakriti, between uh, consciousness and, and nature and then evolution, the evolutes of nature and how that the relationship between the two. Because if we don't understand that difference, uh, 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 we'll misunderstand the whole, the whole, the, the Leela of the Lord, the activities of the Lord, the teachings of the Lord, uh, especially, especially in Krishna Leela, the, 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 especially as Krishna. Krishna Leela can be it's so sweet but very easy to misunderstand because it's told in very human language. Uh, like Varaha Avatar, it's you know, it's like we know. Oh, so some demon steals the earth and plunges into the underworld, into the ocean of the underworld, right? So God becomes uh, a giant pig, right? Grabs his club, dives into the ocean, fights fights the demon Hiranyaksha, kills him, picks up the uh, picks up the earth, puts her back in puts her back in her proper place. So that's a very important Leela, right? But it's not it's not um, very human. <laughs> There's not many um, uh, experiences in our life of where we could do like that. It's just like us. It was just like I, just like time I dived into the underworld and fought a demon and, and rescued the earth and put it back in, in her orbit. You know? right? Same thing with uh, 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 you can each one of these Vamana avatar. Like they're they're um, they're not they're, they're uh, um, uh, but not only this is in, in the avatar in, in human form. But in very human form, in in the the, the life, and seems to be very human. Therefore, very easy to misunderstand. So the difference between matter and spirit, understanding how they're one, but also understanding how they're very much different, right? Uh, and we've the last few weeks we've been talking. Last few years, one of the themes of our discussions has been that. <coughs> Sri Ramakrishna said, in the beginning stages, we have to see the difference between matter and spirit. He also said the difference between what, what is real and what is unreal, or what is, to be more specific, what is temporary and what is eternal, what is changing, what is changeless, right? And so we had one of the things, the first things he starts saying, if you read the Katamrita in the Gospel, the first, one of the first sentences he says, the first batch of sentences, is to know the difference, the difference between the real and the unreal, right, as required, right? He says, so in the beginning, he says, you have to understand this world isn't God, right? Because worldly people think this world's God, right? And they worship the world. And that's called worldliness. That's the exact opposite of, of realization, right? But he says, at the end, one realizes, oh, the, world, the God has become all this. God has become all the evolutes of Prakriti. Prakriti and its evolutes has become nature and, and, and the 24 cosmic principles. Uh, he uses that language, right? The 24 evolutes of Prakriti, right? Uh, so... And then he uses the, uh, one of his, so Sri Ramakrishna gives the highest, most abstruse philosophy in simple metaphors or examples. He says it's like if you were to get, want to get to the, the, uh, the roof of a, of, a, of a building, 
here we don't hang out on the roofs. In India, roofs are more important than the house sometimes. You spend most of your time on the roof, right? Uh, you only go in the house when it's raining or too sunny. Otherwise, you're always on the roof. That's, uh, that's where real life happens. Uh, our ashram included in India. So the roof so if you stay okay how do you get to the roof you go up the steps right so if you and what's going up the steps you have to see oh so you, you, you see the first step you step on that step and goes oh i'm you can say oh i'm on the roof right there's no difference I, i've learned in the bhagavatam i've learned the Upanishads, right i've learned the nice classes on vedanta by nice swamis uh, holding big sticks and stripes and everything and they and i trust them they say there is there is everything is brahman so fine i'm on the roof but you're not on the roof you're on the floor Right, just on the ground floor. So we have to. So we have to say, oh, this is not the roof. This is called discrimination, right? What we're looking for the quality of the roof. This doesn't have all those qualities, right? For certain, it's not the topmost thing. It's the lowest most thing. So you go to the next. You go, oh, not this. This isn't it. You go to the next step. You go, oh, this is the roof. Well, actually, no. Obviously, it's not the roof. Right? There's a step right above it, and the roof is by definition nothing above the roof. So this can't be it. So step by step, you leave one. You leave each step behind by two discrimination. When you get to the roof, ah, I've gotten to the roof. Then you see, what is the roof made out of? It's made of brick and, and uh, cement and lime, uh, sand. What's cement made out of? Lime, um, uh, um, you know what cement is? You've, you've mixed it on the roof of our ashram. <laughs> 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 He's helped build the roof of, of Guru Mata's ashram, you know. It's basically brick, sand, and, and, and lime and a few other chemical type things, right? And you look, so that's what the roof is made out of. That, now I know what the roof, I have personal, personal experience of the roof. Then you look down, it's like, oh, the steps are also made of brick and cement and lime dust right so, you, so then you have the experience and as you step down the, you go back down the steps you realize it's not different from the roof but even that realization it's not different from the roof it's still not the roof it's not different than the roof but there are some qualities that are still eternally different for instance it's not the topmost place right the bottom step and the upper step are made of the, are exactly the same except for one big difference that one's at the bottom one's at the top they're still different they're one and different at the same time right so, so that's that, that uh, uh, so the danger, but he says in the beginning steps, we have to think, oh, what is real, what is not real? What is God, what is not, what is not, what is not God? Of course, it's, it's also helpful to know that everything is God, right? We have to start some background knowledge, right? But it's not God the way we mean it. So God has become everything. is not the same thing as saying everything is God, right? It's like, uh, so so, so uh, the way we understand, we have... We have the Katamrita, the teaching Sri Ramakrishna, and it's how many days are recorded? 144 or something like that? 144 days are recorded. Partial conversations that M was uh, privy to, was present, um, uh, and or that he chose to translate and make into the, put into his books, right? Uh, um, more than that, we have not much, we don't know what he, everything he's, everything and anything he said, right? Only through talking the, later, years later, the direct disciples Sri Ramakrishna saying, oh, Thakur told me this, and it's like, well, that, I'm not, where do you say that? It's not in the gospel. Well, because that's not the record, the, the recording, right? So, Sri, uh, so M, sorry, uh, Swami Vivekananda, now we know Swami Vivekananda is a great preacher of non-duality, right? Advaita Vedanta, right? But in his early days, he had a very different mood. He was against the whole thing. Non-duality is offensive, right? To say, oh, everything is God. This is, this cup is, to say this cup is God. Well, yes, we should, this cup created the universe. This cup is unchanging. Although you start saying the, the, the foolishness of, of Vedanta, saying everything, I'm God, you're God, the spoon is my, my cup is God, my saucer is God, the table is God. It's absurdity. It's blasphemy, right? God is all powerful and unchanging. I can break this and it's not all powerful. It's not unchanging. I'm not all powerful. I'm not unchanging. How can I be God? It's, 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 a, 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 it's a religious offense. 
it's sinful to say such a thing. So Ram Krishna, yes, yes, you you'll understand. In due time, you'll understand, <laughs> right? Because things aren't God, but they are God, right? So, but not so that. So, at the highest state of realization, we we are meant to realize that. So, but until we get to that highest state of realization, we have to know we have to know that what we have right now isn't the final goal. That's not what we're looking for, right? Uh, the experience is not complete yet. Right. Maybe this is what we're looking for, but we don't see it properly. We see it in the world of duality, not, the, not in the world of unchanging reality, or ever-expanding reality. Uh, uh, so this is, uh, so both we have to understand how there's no difference between the relative and the absolute. The relative is an expression of the absolute, a manifestation of the absolute, or an experience of the absolute through, uh, Swami Vivekananda says, through the medium of time, space, and causation, or maya. Right, the technical term, his mathematical term for Maya. Right, uh, when uh, rea- the one reality is perceived through the, the lens of time, space, and causation, it's seen as a relative world. Right, but so we have to understand how they're th- that they're the same, or built upon the same, or ex- like that. But also see that they're very. Di- otherwise, there's no impetus for further progress. So as soon as you start, as soon as you see somebody, and we've I mean, perhaps you've met these people. I've also met these people. It's like, oh, it's all God, it's all fun, it's all good, it's all God, it's all Ma, you know, it's like, and that's true, so you can't argue with them, you can't like, you know, with they, even though you, they should be beaten with a stick, but you can't, because it's also, they're not saying it's not, it's not true, but they're saying it without proper experience. If they, if they said the proper experience, they wouldn't be saying such, such so flippant, they shouldn't be saying such things flippantly like this, you know, uh, 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 uh. Yes, yeah, so there's an example, Sri Ramakrishna uh, uh, story, Swami Chitananda tells a lot, Swami, Ch- Swami Brahmananda, no, that time not Brahmananda, he was Rakal, right? He was, um, Bengal is a fishing culture, a fish-centered culture, so he was fishing with a rod. And Sri Ramakrishna, and also Sri Ramakrishna, uh, um, Ramakrishna was not ontologically against fish, but he was against fishing with a hook, because that's lying. You're giving, you're offering food, and lying. lying is a bigger sin than killing. It's Ramakrishna's. We have different ways of organizing levels of sin, right? But lying is the highest possible sin in this age, right? Uh, uh, we, uh, um, in my mind, uh, we think a little bit differently. But Sri Ramakrishna, Sri Ramakrishna, the way he was teaching his disciples, lying. So he didn't like. He says, "Oh, you shouldn't do like that." And so Brahmananda, he's also heard. He also heard some nice, but even from Sri Ramakrishna, he's heard some good, Vedanta philosophy. He says, "Oh, the fish is Brahman." Right, and I'm Brahman, and the pole is Brahman, and the ocean is Brahman, <laughs> life is Brahman. It's all one. It's basically it's all one, right? So it's fine. Whatever I'm doing is fine. Basically, the usually the philosophy, it's all good. It's all God. I mean, whatever I'm doing is fine. <laughs> That's usually what it trans, what Charles down to, down to. And Sri Ramakrishna, he says, if you real, what you're saying is true, but if you realize that truth, the the rod would fall from your hand. To have that realization, you couldn't hurt anything. You can't use. We're using it as an excuse to hurt something. It's all one. But if you actually had that experience, you couldn't step on an ant. You couldn't... Sri Ramakrishna, if, if somebody um, uh, 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 stepped on grass, he'd feel it on his body. Right? If you had that experience. So we do it very flippantly. Right? You know, so, so we have to... Uh, the, direct, the experience of it is different than just some philosophical understanding or a philosophical misunderstanding usually what happens. You know? So we're trying to get some philosophical understanding to correct philosophical misunderstanding and then maybe so we, get to, to, so we can get to that experience eventually. So, um, uh, um, I was going to say this is fuel for my talk, but there's no caffeine in it, so it's not really fuel. <laughs> it's lubricant. I get oil, I guess. Yeah. Mm.
excuse me. <coughs> so, um, um, so that's why uh, um, um, Vasudeva gives those prayers, invoking heavy a heavy lesson in Sankhya philosophy. Right. So then Devaki, now she gives her prayers to that same reality. Let me find there's a transition verse I didn't read yesterday, which I should have, or last week. This guy in my house, we were gonna Devaki. So this is verse 23 of chapter 3. Devaki, who was afraid of Kamsa, now bore a bright smile and glorified him. So she now prayed. But she was a, so Devaki is a different. Uh, Vasudeva, he has a strong philosophical uh, presentation, right? Devaki also has a. You have to think the mind of Devaki has to be what type of mind can come can even think of. Krishna properly, right? What to speak of, like, and like, give birth to him or hold him, like this, right? We'll be like that. But one of the qualities of Devaki is that she has very great motherly affection, and part of motherly affection is to be fearful of, and wanting to protect your child. And this is one of the important bhavas, this Vatsalya bhava. There's, there's many bhavas or moods we can have towards God, especially Krishna. Vaishnava theology teaches. Sri Ramakrishna also repeats it many, many times. But the uh, primary, uh, you really think of the primary bhavas. Uh, uh, there's five primary bhavas. One is Shanta Bhava, which is a, a, a um, peaceful or neutral, neuter, neutral view of God, very much like the Rishi seeing nature and the, the un unchanging spirit. That relationship with this God is not a very personal relationship, but a very um, uh, a direct but not emotional relationships, Shantabhav. Then there's um, uh, uh, Dasyabhav, that of a servant. I'm, God is my master, I am his servant. We try to make God our servant. Give me this, do this for me. You know, <laughs> but that's not the normal mood of a servant, right? Uh, but that's anyway the beginning stages. That's a little bit on, we're still in our, our, our materialistic ways of thinking, self, selfish ways of thinking, but a real loving Bhav changes where we become God's servant. Uh, then there's um, what do we have? Uh, um, uh, what's friend bhav? Sakya uh, bhav, that of a friend. And the examples of that are given like the gopas, cowherd friends of Krishna. You know, they're Krishna's friends. And what's an equality of friendship? That of equality, right? Even though in the stories which we'll eventually read, if we keep doing this, <laughs> we don't get sidetracked. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, which we can easily get sidetracked. <laughs> uh, 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 Krishna's friends—they know he's Krishna. They know he's God, right? But they—but they, they don't care because their affection with him. Some either they don't know or they know, but they don't care because love is more is because usually the idea of God is all powerful, right? Really, really powerful. But you can't—it's hard to love affectionately something that's really powerful, right? He's you know with weapons in, the, in his hands. Right, but as a friend, he said, and so what they did, what they do, there's some beautiful scene where the Gopas, like they're boys. In uh, when we were, when I was a boy, I was never a very big fighter and very violent, but we wrestled, right? Wrestled with the neighbors, and I was always big, so I could always wrestling was the one thing I could have some benefit. <laughs> so uh, uh, just on brute weight alone, <laughs> not on brute strength or agility. But anyway, so they'd wrestle, right? So Krishna was wrestling is a legitimate uh, uh, Vedic sport, right? Krishna himself wrestled as a boy with his friends. They'd go out to the forest, taking the cows, and then they'd play and, and do different games. And in the wrestling, sometimes the boys, another one, one of his friends would, would pin him down. Say, ah, you think you're, you think you're God? Get out of this one, right? You know, like, and they couldn't. Of course, he probably could. <laughs> you know, like he, the whole universe exists 
within his mind, right? So he could easily get out of a rest. Of, but out of affection, out of love, he was actually pinned down, right? That was that was the relationship was more important than than this uh, was stronger than 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 the omnipotence of God. It was this loving relation. So then, you, the, so the, uh, uh, then there's vatsalya. Vatsalya, um, we sometimes call it matribhav. Uh, matribhav has two sides. Vatsalya and the opposite is matribhav. Vatsalya means that of like a of, of a of a parent, right? God is my child, right? So that's even more. So the example is is devaki. The classic example is devaki, or the classic example is is um, uh, yashoda, right? Even more because there's not many. Leela was Krishna and Devaki are small because we know we'll find out in there probably next week they get swished swished away and transferred to the uh, to the house of De- uh, Yashoda and Nanda. Uh, so they also know he's God, right? Here she knows he's looking, forearm God holding conch disc, all the pow- all the symbols of divine power and transcendence, right? And hearing the husband just pray, you are Purusha, dependent of Prakriti, the controller of everything, you know. The whole thing. She also can see who who is her son, but still, the nature of mat, of, of matri bab or vatsalya bab is that a mother is always fearful for her son or for her daughter, right? Because the the power of God is almost it's even if it's known, it's so it's so overwhelmed with a stronger uh, uh, knowledge that of that my son. So, example like uh, we have many friends that uh, is called seva puja, Gopal, Lalaji, people who worship baby Krishna, or baby Ram. Right, and and I know people. They're PhDs, professors, and they worship Baby Ram. They have this relationship, and and I remember we were at a at a kirtan program at a one lady, South Indian lady in Berkeley, or a Berkeley area, Bay Area, I forget the town, but she was a big worshiper of Lalaji. So we we gathered in her house. She invited everybody for kirtan and dinner. We had a nice kirtan program, couple hours kirtan, and then she was about to serve, and, and it wasn't her living. She had a picture of Krishna and a picture of her guru, and we did some kirtan. Uh, uh, uh. And then he said, oh, I heard you have Lalaji, baby Krishna. Can I see? Right, to a shrine. He goes, oh, Swamiji, I'm sorry, not possible. Because why he says, this is, we're, ad- we're adults. We can stay up and chant all night. That's the quality of, you know, but the, the child, he, at 6 o'clock he went to bed. He has to wake up early. Right, you know, and she was very serious. <laughs> she was half serious, but I, really she was serious. She was joking, but not joking. I know her mood. She has a, she has a edgy type of personality. But she was, literally, she put the, she, how can we wake him up? You wake up a baby. How are you going to put him back to sleep? He needs to sleep. The mother's job is to make sure that the child gets to sleep. So to think, oh, if I don't bathe him, and I have to wake him up early and to give him a bath. If I don't bathe, if you don't bathe your baby, the baby doesn't get bathed. If you don't feed your baby, your baby doesn't eat. Right? You know. So, so that's a very strange thing, way of thinking of God, that God needs me, otherwise he's not going to eat. He's going to be hungry. God needs me, otherwise he's going to be. He's going to. He, you know, he's cold. He needs to get blanket. You know. Here we are sitting, we're totally forgetting that he's in the other room cold. Right? How inconsiderate. You know, that type of thinking. Even, even if she, she's, who she's worshipping is Krishna. Right? So, the whole night we're chanting the glory, the all powerful, all glorious, all wonderful, omni-wonderful Krishna is, you know. But there is this Vatsali above is very, very sweet. Right? Because Sri Ramakrishna described, he says, in the first and beginning, when you're conscious of God's power, it's like Ma Durga with ten arms and ten weapons. As your love increases, to use your own direct language, that all-powerful Madurga, right, the controller, punisher, liberator, the fearful goddess of everything, of cosmic power, right, becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. And, and he says, then it becomes like a two-armed, a four-armed Vishnu, right? Then it becomes two-armed Krishna. Then it becomes baby Krishna, completely dependent on you. All I means the idea of power is completely gone. So here, she knows his power. She sees his power. 
but still she's a little worried because the last nine, of course, human mother, the last nine of her, the last uh, six of her children, seven kind of, six directly, <coughs> that her, her evil brother, cousin brother, her brother-in-law, cousin brother, killed in front of her. It's a horrible, so she's, sca- she's scared, right? So that's why this, I don't have the verses, in, but it says, um, uh, 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 I'll change pages here. Devakiti, who, who was afraid of Kamsa, now bore a bright smile on her countenance and glorified him. So this ver- this translation is says one way. Earlier, I have another translation inside when I was looking at it. Some say here that before she was scared, but seeing his ob- his big power, then she she no longer scared and praised. That's how this is translated. The other translation I, r- I read earlier said, in spite of her actually being fearful, she put up a smile and began to pray. Because in other words, that the mood of that other translation was that that um, she didn't give up her motherly fear that that the, that he'll be discovered. Right, and I think that's that. That version may be have uh, precedent or uh, a reason because uh, towards the end of this, she these verses, she actually says almost pretty much that, you know, it's like, but quickly, quickly, you know, it's like he may be coming, he may come, right? He may hurt, he may come to kill you, right? Even though she's seen forearm form of cosmic power, so n- she's seen. So at the end, she if she say, if she's saying, oh my God, uh, hide yourself because Kamsa is coming, he may kill you. Right when she's seen a forearm form of Vishnu, when nobody can possibly kill, right? So, so in spite of her knowledge of God's omnipotent, all-powerfulness and non-killingness, killingableness, right? Uh, still, the motherly affection is strong, because at the end of these verses, I don't know if we'll get to these t- tonight. Um, when Vish- Vishnu responds in, to her prayers, he gives a little details about her past life and your past life. As such and such a Rishi, you and your husband now are in this life as Devaki and um, uh, uh, and and uh, as Devaki and and Basudeva, right? You pray to have me as your son, right? And some version, some of the Puranas, not in the Bhagavatam, but in the other Puranas, it says when when the Lord appeared, he says, "I'm now born as your son." He says, "Give it, no, no, one one more thing, not just as our son. You should be born with our son without us knowing that you're God, right? Because that will that will change our devotion." Right? We're not otherwise become yogis. We'll just go into the forest, meditate and see God. Right? Why go through all this? They wanted an intimate, direct relationship with so much love that knowledge of God disappears. Right? I want this so so he's okay, we should be born I should be born that way. Right? So of course they do know, but they don't that knowledge is hidden, right? You showed we know that famous story when he Krishna eats some dirt and you go, What are you doing eating dirt? Right? He opens, takes the dirt in his mouth, looks into his mouth and sees entire universe within that universe she sees the earth and on that earth she sees uh, 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 Krishna with, and, Yashoda, and she sees Yashoda opening the mouth of Krishna take the dirt out and within the, his mouth the entire universe I mean she sees the cosmic <laughs> right out of right out of you know the, the matrix or something this huge uh, cosmic thing right but still she knows but so and then she, when, she, when that, that vision goes away it says and don't eat dirt right it's dirty right still it's like she knows she sees she knows who he is but that the, that Vatsalya Baba, that Matri Baba, is str- is stronger than that knowledge, right? It's not enough to know God. Many people believe in God. People may know something, but it, to have real love is a very different different thing. And and this Leela, Krishna Leela, is all about this type of affectionate love. And then the final of these of these Pancha Babas is um, hmm, Madhuri Baba, which is a more romantic uh, relationship, which will go that's with the gopis and the go- like this. Uh, it's considered the highest form that absorbs and uh, the highest all these things put together and 
and, and influence a thousand times you get that type of bhava. Uh, <coughs> so anyways, before we, all this discussion, we haven't read one line. <coughs> what does Devaki say? Devaki, so this is very nice. So who's being born? Once again, it's all about the unborn being born, right? Or the the uh, uh, purusha becoming pakriti or entering pakriti. So many ways to understand this, right? Uh, uh. And so it's so it says Devaki says Devaki Vacha Rupam Yatat Prahu Avyaktam Adyam Prahu Prahu means you're you're the one known as the Rishis have spoken you as this. What have they said? Rupam Your form, what is your form or your nature? Right? Avyaktam Avyakta, that which is unmanifested or undescribable, right? So you are the so. Has, uh, later, it's used clearly as undes- uh, un- in other verses. We looked up this word earlier. In other verses, it's clearly described as unmanifested, right? So you are the unmanifested one, right? So you're by definition unmanifested. The sages realize you as the one without change, without without anything. But here, you're you are standing in front of me as my son. Right, manifesting. Right, that's the first thing. You are avyakta, adyam. Adyam means you're the original, the first, the only, the primordial, the source. Right, adyam means a primary or first. Right, so you are that original being. You are the unmanifested, the, the very original, the source of everything, the unchanging source of everything. Can't even say this. You're can't even not just not just a source of anything. You're simply the one, the first. Right, Maripurusham. avyakta adyam. Brahma, Brahma, Brahman. You are that unchanging, unmanifested, original Brahman. Right? So, so what's being born? This is Brahman. So Thakur said, Brahman and it's Shakti. Or Shiva and Shakti or Brahman. and uh, the, So in Ramakrishna's, Sri Ramakrishna's uh, tantric language of Tantra, it's Shiva. You are Shiva. Right? Now manif- seeming to manifest. Right? So similarly here. You're without quality. You're, oh, you are Brahman. You are primordial Brahman. Adya Brahma Jyoti. Jyoti means light. You are the light of Brahman or Brahm. Sometimes Brahm depends. Was this list is a long list of these descriptive, descriptive words or adjectives, right? Adjectives. Yeah. I was not an English major. Uh, <coughs> was these different adjectives? Avyakta, Adya, Brahma, Jyoti. So you can put the where where when do two words make one idea or when are they separate ideas it's very hard to say many people have translated different people say it's Brahma and Jyoti you are Brahman you are the light or light of con- or uh, Brahma now or you can say Brahma Jyoti Brahma Jyoti means the light of Brahman right Brahma Jyoti is a philosophical term also in different schools of, of thought right uh, so some hold Brahma Jyoti to be very in- important Brahma Jyoti is the um, um, the 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 uh, uh, the light the Bra- Brahma Jyoti is the conscious light shining from the supreme person Right, so this is uh, uh, from the personalist perspective that God is uh, 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 one being who's uh, conscious, who has a form and has a name, and there's light shining like millions of suns shining from Him. That's the effulgence. So Brahma Jyoti is, means effulgence, divine effulgence. Right. Um, in this particular context, that Brahma Jyoti idea is very important, and different schools of thought interpreting Krishna. Uh, is important. The devotional schools is important, but I'm not sure this is the way the words are joined here, uh, because it doesn't fit the the, um, uh, uh, the saying the light coming from your body is you. You know, it's not the, it's not the source of everything. You're the, it would be you're the source of it, including the, the light coming from your body. It doesn't quite match. But here, Brahma Jyoti, you're Brahman, the supreme Brahman, unchanging, the original, your light, Nirgunam. 
Nirguna means without qualities, right? Nirgunam, nirvikaram, nirvikaram means without change. You are unmanifested, the original, Brahman, pure light. You are without qualities, you are without change. Niriham, nirvishesham, sorry, nirvishesham, sattamatram, sattamatram means you are the the foundation or the essence of everything, right? Nirvishesham, you are present, you are not anywhere not present, you are everywhere present, right? Niriham, you are without desire. So this is describing the, the pure Advaitic stance on reality, right? So the ones that the way say the way it's was saying the one that the that the Vedantists, the Rishis, the Upanishadic Rishis, Vedantists, and Yogis, they the ones that they realize the way, the way that when they have that experience, what do they say? It's without form. It's beyond form, beyond name, beyond change. It's primordial. It's see. It's 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 everything. It's it's. It's everywhere. It's you know that experience of absolute non-duality. Saying you are that. They've you're described as that. Satam shakshat Vishnu. That you are directly. You are verily, Vishnu. You are that Vishnu. Who is Vishnu? Adyatma Deepam. Shaksha Vishnu Adyatma Deepam. Adyatma means spiritual, right or divine. And uh, 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 Deepaha, you are that divine light, the divine light of Vishnu. There are ways you so I say you are known as the unmanifest, primordial Brahman, the light without qualities, without change, the essence of all, without modification, without difference, without desires. You are the supreme light of Vishnu itself. Right, supreme light of Vishnu depends how you split the words, or you are Vishnu himself, the spirit, the the the, the spiritual light. Right, Adhyatma also means spiritual understanding. Right, Deepam is a pr- uh, the the you are the illumination, Adhyatma Deepam. You are self that's realized in self-realization. So this is like you are that's you are the absolute unchanging Brahman, basically, which is beyond name and form. Right. So this is a big statement, right? So who's being born? Is that being born? And so there's another uh, point we we brought up this point, but we have to we have to understand it, especially we we venture carefully into Krishna Lila. That we're dealing. There's there's many ways to read the text and to read the story, and we're trying to read them all simultaneously, right? Uh, um, To get the full juicy meaning. One is that a very ancient history, right? There was a, a boy named Krishna, and he was born to Devaki, right? And this is a record of that ancient history, right? And his people since that time have believed he was God. And they've told the story. That's one thing, right? And we know, and m- m- many scholarly studies have been done analyzing the historical person of Krishna, right? He's listed in, gene- in genealogies, and uh, uh, the, we know the history of the various cults that have followed—not the negative use of the cults, but groups of worship that have believed that Krishna, Vasudeva Krishna, is was the, the village, villages near Vrindavan area and Mathura. There was a, a, a group in a certain period of time that worshipped him. So we know historical. This is ancient uh, um, uh, telling of ancient history, right? Through ancient language. It's the language of the ancient understanding of that such a being. So it's very important like that. So another. Then there's also spiritual history. Means God incarnated as Krishna five thousand years ago, and this is this is the details of. This is how it happened. First, he entered the mind of Dev- uh, Vasudeva, entered the body of Dev- Devaki, appeared with ten with uh, with four arms, and they they read these prayers, and he was. So we have that 
the the um, the the ancient narrative that this is how God God incarnate is Krishna. We believe it. You know, Bhagavatam says it. I believe it. That settles it. This is how it happened, right? Um, uh, a very devotional and religious uh, believer's perspective, right? Because we do actually, Sri Ramakrishna believed in Krishna, right? He believed Krishna was an avatar, right? We believe Krishna is an avatar. So we're reading it like that. Oh, what, what are the details of Krishna the avatar? This is one of the famous books, the most famous book. Not the only, there's different versions of the story, right? But this is a very important telling, most popular. In popular Hinduism, this is how Krishna is born, right? So that's another, another thing. And then there's another, there's other, that, both those, the historical aspect, the spiritual, scriptural revelation aspect. Of, uh, of these ancient details as it's true right but then there's a the mythological a metaphorical aspect right it is also symbolic right and uh, of many things and there's layers and layers of symbolism and everything right every text has many layers of interpretation uh, especially spiritual texts right and sometimes the danger which is I, I've been trying to hedge my presentation a little bit is um, is not to over, not to so emphasize the symbolic and metaphorical meaning to a point where it 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 it, it cheapens the whole story. And it's just it's just a fictitious story that has some meaning, symbol of something, right? Because I don't believe it's that also. And and I'm always remembering one Swami Varshana uh, Varshana Maharaj, Vaishnava Swami. We had a long conversation on this very point. Um, and he says, no, no, these things have very deep mytho- uh, symbolic meaning, metaphorical meaning. Right? But they get their power, those metaphors get their power from being believed. Right? If you believed, oh, Kamsa, if you come to think, oh, there's a, there's a fictitious story where there, there are some, some, uh, some primitive people wrote a fictitious story that we can interpret to be how, the, how we spiritually awaken and overcome darkness and the, the fight between good and evil and within us. And, and, and here, an example where, where the, within the secrets of the heart, we get a spiritual illumination. We can give it all interpretation. It's all, it is all that. Right? We shouldn't lose all that. But it's not... But by thinking about it, it's like, oh, this is how Krishna Leela happened, right? By thinking these things are real, giving them real value, right? Then that story, the mythological power, the metaphorical power of the story takes, becomes real. Otherwise, you could see, you know, Joseph Campbell's famous definition of mythology is other people's religion, right? You could, we, 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 and it's certain, oh, I, 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 I know all about Greek mythology. We know, we know its meaning. I read the book, several books, right, in high school. Right, it's true. I did. He did. I read. I read books on Hindu on, on Hindu mythology in high school. You know, it's like we know all these. We, we know the meaning, right? It's a very. But we know the meaning, and we're still not, nothing's happened to us, right? They, they, they have, the, if they have metaphorical meaning, they haven't worked, because we don't take it. We, we can take them as just fictitious stories, right? When you think it's real, when you take it very, very spiritually potent, then the then the the the, the metaphor works. Right, and then the transformation can actually happen. You look at Sri Ramakrishna thinking of Radha and Krishna, he'd go into ecstasy. I, can, I, can, I, can, you know, I think of Radha Krishna in all kinds of ways that I'm mistaken, that we don't take it too seriously. Right, nothing happens. If anything, I, I pollute my mind and the whole real sweetness of Radha Krishna Leela closes in front of me and disappears. If we overly, if we overly take it as just a story or, or put ourselves too much intimately in the story, then the story, will, the, that the real secret, the real juice will close and disappear. Right. The, the, uh, uh, there's a great line that Joseph in that Joseph Campbell in those interviews he did with Bill Moore many years ago, where uh, 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 um, 
where he makes a statement. He says, oh, or I think the interviewer says, oh, that you've studied and you know all the world mythologies and you thought about these things, you've written so many books, you, you know, you really have mastered it. And he says, yes, but, I won't, um, but I'll never have the experience of a saint. Right? Because they're, they're not, he understands the stories as an external witness and their deep meaning. But the real transformation comes from having it be real, right, in a, in a deeper way. Right? So, within, so with, that, with that description, we have to understand, we can also understand it a little metaphorically also. Right? Krishna is born in a, in, in, a, in a dungeon, a dark place. Right, and the tyranny of uh, with a tyr- tyrannical uncle, right, a leader who's who has souped his uh, his father's kingdom, Ugrasena, imprisoned his father, and, uh, and 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 imprisoned his own sister, right, on her wedding night, and tried to kill her like this, right, has killed one by one the different children, and now on this deep at that mid at midnight in the dark dark hours of midnight, right, some divine spark is born. Right, so you can also see this. Also, this is a, a this is also a story of our own illumination. We can there's a way of interpreting it, with carefully, not to overly do it. Right, but we shouldn't not do this either. Otherwise, we take it too externally. Right, and just as believers believing some ancient history or some fanatical, well, this is what happened. Right, what is that language we were uh, between? Um, uh, it's uh, connotation and denotation. denotation right. We have to. Uh, uh, sometimes we have to. We, ha- we have to. So, what? What does the story? What's the connotation of the story? Not just telling us about somebody. So, it's our story also, right? But it's also not the whole thing. I'm not. Same time, I'm not Krishna, but the story of Krishna can also be seen as our own spiritual awakening, right? We're also Devaki. The mind of Devaki is there, within our heart. The Lord's born, and we have. So, what does that? What does that mean, right? And and what does Kamsa represent, right? Kamsa represents on on selfish desire. The egos and all the stories and the and the chandi we are a little more bold to give this interpretation, because uh, 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 a little more careful giving such interpretation of the in 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 Krishna Lila. In the chandi we're very bold because we don't have the same, like, like uh, 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 like if you don't believe that Kali really did you know lap up you know ju- you know. Her, her, her bowstring didn't actually scrape the heaven then you're going to hell you know it's a great offense it actually happened I know the place we've been we've been to the place we've seen the place where that happened <laughs> you know it's like but it's 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 so myth, it's so larger than human life that it's easy to think of it as mythology but we also know because we know Kali is mythology and she's real and our own loving mother who's in the other room over here waiting for us waiting for Arati as soon as we finish our children finish talking uh, prattling children outside, right, by the dini, uh, 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 she's actually there. So we we have no trouble with that duality of the real goddess and the symbolic meaning of her form and names and activities and stories, right? It was Krishna because it's so historic. There was a Krishna, right? Seems to be, right? And people even now dedicate their whole life knowing that he's that he actually this actually happened. So we have, but at the same time, the story is also read, can be read, and should be read as our own spiritual awakening. Right? You are known as the unmanifest, primordial Brahman, the light, without qualities, without change, the essence of all, without modifications or differences, without desires, you are the spiritual light of Vishnu itself. Right? Nastiloke dvi paradha vasane. Avasane. So at, at, nastiloke, nastimi, after, what, after the destruction, so after the cosmic destruction, after the destruction of the entire universe, which happens after dvi um, dvi uh, parad parad 
Parada, this is a technical time. This is a, a, a Paradha is the um, a, a daytime of a, a, the half of a life of Lord Brahma, and the second half. So this is a. You have a day of the life of Brahma, which is almost a creation cycle. Then you have the life of Brahma, right? Uh, uh, so half of two, uh, a day and a night, or a, uh, a year of this is saying after a lifetime of Lord Brahma, the life of it's a way of saying the life of Brahma, which is really long. I thought I wrote it down. It's like forty-three billion or something like billion years Somebody, this huge infinite number really long number hard to comprehend number the whole cycle of creation after the whole thing is all destroyed when the whole cycle is gone and there's nothing right you're there you exist so you say you're that un, with all the things that change you are that you are you still exist at the end of the life of Brahma it says and it uses Mahabhuteshu Adibhutam Gateshu Mahabhuteshu, the great elements enter the Adi Bhuteshu, the, the subtle or the original elements. This is a going back to Sankh using the language of her husband, right? The five elements, earth, fire, water, air, ether, right? They, they're called the Mahabhutas in, in this language, in the Sankhya language being discussed here. Those merge back into their source. Where do they come from? They come from Manas, Buddhi, Ahamkara, Mahatattva, all these, you, it depends on how you interpret, but into the, the, the great elements that, that spring that, from which Prakriti come. In other words, when the whole thing gets mopped up and all the elements merge back into their sources, to the Mahatattva like that. And then it says, uh, um, uh, Vyaktre, Vyakte, Avyakta, Vyakte, Avyakta. When the un, when the manifested becomes again unmanifested, right? So you can see when the whole thing rises and the whole thing goes back to its original source, uh, back into the in the language of the Bhagavatam, like into the milk ocean, into the cosmic soup, into the the primordial uh, ocean of, of unconsciousness and consciousness, right? Everything. So when at, at the end of the life of Brahman, when the great elements merge into the original elements and the manifested is absorbed into the unmanifest. How kala vagena by the force of time, right? You, oh, where is it? Eka shish, eka shishite ashesha samgna, sam samgna. O bhavan, you, O Lord, ekaha one shishite alone remain. You, when everything ends and everything is mopped up at the end of time, the end of existence. Right, you alone remain. You shine. You're the witness. You're the exist. You 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 still exist. Right. So this is the big, the one that she's seen. She's conscious of what she's seen. Right. She's seen the one, the one being, that's the supreme, nameless, formless, changeless Brahman. That after all change ends and merges, at the beginning of time or at the end of when time no longer exists. Right. At the end, not the end of time. At the at the at when end time, time ends, <laughs> at the end of time, right? Before, right? Right? Again. So in tantra, we use the same we use the same way of understanding it through the through the yantra, through a tree yantra or kali yantra, right? Within the the field of conscious, within the infinite consciousness, unmoving uh, awareness, there seems to be a pulse, the spanda. We've used this language before. There's a vibration within consciousness. Uh, by Swakriya, by 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 the its own inherent power that cre- we discuss how one becomes two, becomes three, becomes many, like this. But ba- basically, the whole world of vibration starts. But eventually, all that vibration, all you know, you you drop one drop, 
or uh, uh, you do one drop on on a on, on a on a on a on a on a placid field of water like a lake creates a vibration those vibrations starts interacting and produce thousand vibration eventually they keep it gets it seems to get more and more and more and more eventually it settles back down and merge right so in other words you're saying she's that he's that he, that is a, that is a, uh, so what is that in Sankhya we consider that Pukriti in Tantra we consider that Shiva Shiva and its manifestation is called Shakti right in, in Sankhya you have Purusha which is consciousness and Pukriti which is not consciousness but that's what vibrates but in Tantra these, these things these things are not seen as the same there are two Shiva and Shakti and inside one's laying down and one's standing right the one laying down is represents that that infinite and, and the one standing the one in vibration she has all the all the skulls and all the sounds and letters and full and then she manifests the world of duality and good and bad and birth and death and pleasant and unpleasant and fear and fearlessness everything is there the whole she manifests all but what happens at the end of the whole thing it all comes back and it's only shiva but who is that shiva we know but after once we but we know that shiva is shakti right because that shakti when that shiva stirs we call that shi, we call that shakti Right, the first line of um of uh, say without Shakti, Shiva cannot stir. Right, Shakti is the stirring of Shiva. Right, so this world of Shakti of name and form manifestation is. Anyways, back. This is the theme again and again folded into this. At the end of Brahma, okay, uh, verse twenty-six. So you, so it says, as time you are, uh, um, uh, ya ayam kalaha, you are th- this time. You are that time. Kala. You are that time that, that so at the end of time, right by the force of time everything will eventually emerge and back to nothingness, unmanifest. You alone exist. But you are also that time. You are also so in other words, in the language of Tantra, you are also that Shakti that creates the vibration, right? The impetus. As time, you are known. Uh, um, okay, what what is time? Is it, it is measured from this whole universe this expanded infinite expanded universe is manifested by time only you expand conscious you expand consciousness name and form is time as uh, which is measured by patsara uh, and I'm sorry Nimesha Adihi from the beginning from the measurement of time from the minutest moment right to Vatsara uh, Antaha to an ending to our measurements of years because as soon as you have years and you have unlimited years right so from the minutest time to the largest period of time of years and years and years right that uh, um, you are considered as time which is measured from moments up to years you are said to be the instigator of the unmanifesting becoming the moving universe you are the one through time which is so measured right which is measurement actually right kala means time but also means partition and measurement and has many tantra has many important points right as kala you uh, as manifestation as part as compartmentalization you become the one expands and, and, and you are considered the one that 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 makes the unmanifest become the moving universe twam ishanam shemadhama you o lord to you the lord isha isha the supreme controller shemadhama who are the reservoir the um the abode of all wonderful qualities of of beautiful qualities auspicious qualities prapadye i take shelter so this is this is her. So this is like a, you are that infinite being, but you are that infinite being to which I go for shelter, 
right? So this is how we turn it. This is the devotional how non-duality and devotion can exist simultaneously, right? That infinite being, we we go to that being for shelter. Without that being for shelter, we're simply in the world of we're lost in the world of name and form, lost in the world of birth and death, lost in the world of selfish activity and and its painful reactions, right? You know, this is called the world of samsara, right? But you are the one. The one reality behind it all, that is it all, underneath it all, I go for you for shelter. Mar- no, it says, now it's, it's describing all of us, including herself. So it's, it describes the word mat, um, martya. Martya means death. Martya means diable beings, deathable beings, mortal beings, beings who are going to die. Now that's mortals. That's it. Mor- mor- mortal means it. We're, we're, we're mortal. Right. Mortal means mortal, right? So we're uh, 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 beings that can die. Right, we get the word mortal. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Probably, yeah. Like mrityo is death in Sanskrit. Here is mar- yeah. Mrityo, muti, mrityo, muti, uh, um, uh, um. So that's us. So beings who are going to die. I don't know about you guys, but that's probably me also. And and so so what do we do? We try not to die. Right. So we do everything we can not to die. So this is a, an unpopular fact, but no matter what you do to not die, and we should do everything we read earlier in previous verses, we should try everything we can not to die. That's part of our dharma. We should live healthy, we should avoid, if somebody tries to kill us, we fight back, not try not to be killed, right? not being poisoned, put on our seatbelt, don't text while driving, all the things we're supposed to do, or you know, go to the doctor, do all the things we're supposed to do not to die, right? In spite of all that, we're going to die. Somehow or another, right? Minimally by old age, right? But, but most likely, most, I mean, the, the age of man is 100. How many of us get to be 100? Something kills us before just time, right? Usually something else. But to the point, so we're also, it says, mortal beings, mrityu valya, uh, uh, vyala bitaha. Mrityu vyala bitaha means this snake of death. Right, the snake of death is chasing all mortal beings. We're all hiding from this, trying to get away out of fear of the snake. Now, this is remember the whole. We have to jump back to the original narrator. King Parikshit has been cursed to die in seven days. By now, probably five days, by a snake bite. Mm-hmm. Right, remember that's the original story. So, remember the story is really, really being told in the, in the Bhagavatam to him. Right, the, the primary, of course, and then, sorry, then told to the sages of, uh, of the, the sages of Namya Saranya. But really, the, the, the primary purpose of this is to tell King Parikshit, who knows he's going to die in seven days or in a few days by now, right, how to escape. Right, what, what, uh, so he's, and so uh, there's a story, Swami Omananda. This is, uh, I forgot, ah, I get a chance to tell my Swami Omananda. I t- when, I t- when he told me, he says, oh, Guruji, I'll tell this when I get back to him, Kalimandir. I'm going to tell the story. I forgot to tell the story. So I can, wrote, I can write him back and tell him I told you a story, right? He says, it's, I don't know if it's in the Bhagavatam, but it's another text that deals with the Bhagavatam. Or maybe Bhagavat Mahimya or some There's some texts that glorify the Bhagavatam. Or maybe it's there, I just missed it. Could be. If you're not looking for something, you miss, you bring up another point, you know. But Guruji has a very creative mind, so he's looking for things different than I do. So he comes up with, he pulls different things out of the same text. Uh, um, so it says when when um, uh, when when um, Parikshit was cursed to die, and so he said, oh, who, "What am I going to do?" He did everything he could. He also tried to avoid death, right? But he knows he's going to. He could do everything he can, but he's going to he's going to be killed. He knows he's going to die in seven days. Like we all know we're going to die. So he asked Sukha, "You please." Talk to me about God. So if I put my mind on God, I can transcend death, right? And so the the, the devas came. He said, "This is crazy. 
The devas, he's an important enough character. All the devas are involved in the story, right? The devas and re, they all came down and says, you're, you're like, the curse is you'll be bit by a snake. Reading a book is not going to stop you from being bitten by the snake, right? So how is this? This is not the solution. You got, you chose the wrong solution, right? We have, we have, we can, we control destiny. We can make it where the snake doesn't bite you, right? If you do the right thing, says, give us the Bhagavatam and, and we'll give you the solution so you don't die by snake bite. And he goes, no, 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 I won't, I won't give up, right? He says, uh, because the solution is not avoiding death. Because if he doesn't get die in seven days, he's going to die eventually, right? It's not like reading, you're going to read this and the snake won't bite you. The snake still bites him, right? It's not that he, he avoids the snake bite. He doesn't avoid the snake bite, right? But he, avoid, he transcends death. He transcends the world of na- uh, this changeable world. And he finds that substratum, which at the end of time, everything merges back. The, the one thing that doesn't change. Right, so it's uh, 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 what is it? We're reading from Joseph Campbell this one line where he said, "Eternity is not forever; mm. it's not even a long time. Right, it's it's independent of time; it's transcendent of time. Right, it's not the world of birth; it's not the world of time. It's the our our experience of the world of name and form locks us into the world of time, and therefore into the world of birth and death, where we're going to get old and die." Right, but we're not getting old and die. The consciousness never changes. Consciousness is eternal, unborn, unchanging. What Gita Krishna says, unc- uh, it cannot cut, cannot be cut by by a weapon, cannot be burned by by fire, cannot be wet by water, cannot be dried by the wind. Unchanging, unborn. Um, there's so many verses like that in the Gita. Right, we're actually we're that, right? But we don't know that. So as long as we're in the world of we're in the world of name and form, we're conscious. And when we die, we're scared of death, right? So this this story ultimately is being told to him. Remember, we're but we're him also, right? It's an ancient story of an ancient sage who got cursed. But it's also our story. It's going to die. We're going to die in seven days, seven years, seventy years, seven minutes. We don't know. Seven breaths from now, we don't know, right? Mortal beings afraid of the serpent of death run from realm to realm, right? but do not find fearlessness, right? Where there, where if you, you can go, let's. What happens? Oh, we'll be born in the in, in the land of Brahman, a Brahma. Right, because there people live for a thousand, for a hundred lives of years of Brahma's in Brahma Loka. One one day of Brahma is a thousand years on Earth. So a life of Brahma, a hundred such years, we can live tens of th- millions of years. I don't know. I'm not very good at math, but long time, you know, <laughs> right? But still, it will happen. Even even in that realm, after a day and a, he says after two days, after two day and a night, he also dies. Right, he, the opening verse is the one at the day of a life of Brahman. After the life, of the death of Brahma, right, everything is destroyed. So even that's not a safe place. Brahma Loka, Satya Loka is not a safe place, right? Which place can we go? So uh, in Christianity, we have this idea of an eternal heaven, right? Uh, 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 Hinduism, there's no such real place. Heavens, there is actually not just one heaven. There's many heavens. There's there are thousands of heavens. There's a uh, 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 List of 32, of 64, of 73. There's different different texts say different things, right? Right. But what are those heavens? Are places of rewards for good behavior, for good karma. But the, the 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 good karma is temporary, so the effect will be temporary. Earth. Yeah. Some of you, some of says, earth, heaven, and earth have only one word, one name, earth. Because they're ultimately the same thing. One just expanded and, and rarefied. Right. It's the same thing. Right, he says, better if there would be no such thing as heaven. Remember that great line of Swami Vivekananda. Because then our foolish little dreams would break sooner. Right, you know, it's like better because he says, do not make heaven your goal. Make God your goal. Transcend, not just see, transcend uh, birth, death, karma, heaven, hell, 
purgatory and everything in between, right? That's like what we, it's not, if we're trying to find heaven, we'll get there with, ah, we're fearless. And then slowly, slowly, after billions of years, like, things aren't as good as they used to be. I'm getting older. <laughs> when I was born in this life, all oh, things are great, right? Look at all this energy. <laughs> Even getting up to get up, it's like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> it's going to be the same in that world as it is in this world, right? And the same experience is going to be of birth and death. You just, the, the time may be different, right? For an ant, some mosquitoes, come, some some uh, uh, moth come. They're born. They're they 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 they're born. They live their whole. They they grow. They they're born. They grow up. They get married. They have children, right? They get old and they die. All in 24 hours. They have their whole life, right? We have also ours. Maybe 50, 60, 80, 100 years tops. Same type of life, right? And maybe the devas. And, and Apsadas and Kinadas and Nagas, maybe thousands of years. But to them, it's still one life. It's all, that's what the texts also say like that. So, nowhere we can, there isn't any realm, any, any heaven, any place where we can be um, uh, uh, f- free from death. Fear of, the fear of death, the fear of change, the fear of, 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 of transmigration like this. So what about, well, what about Vaikuntha? We go to the Vaishnava Vaikuntha. But how many, how many beings have been kicked out of Vaikuntha for some offense, <laughs> right? We have Jaya and Vijaya that became so many important demons. Hiranyakashipu, right? You know, uh, Ravana. So many things have, have, le- have, been, have been kicked out of heaven. Even kicked out of he- even Vaikuntha, which is the eternal heaven. The stories are not are also there. Even Krishna has to be born, <laughs> has to leave heaven and be born, right? So it's like, uh, uh, uh. But there is some place, as the verse will say. Mortal beings, afraid of the serpent of death, run from realm to realm, but do not find fearlessness. Yadritchaya. It says, by a small, good, by chance, by some mercy, by some good fortune, if, if by some good fortune, uh, prapya, we take shelter adios sustaha or is it um uh, uh, sorry um twat para abhyam at your pot remember we said when you don't know what a word it's probably lotus this is a word another word lotus by some good fortune we can hold on to your lotus feet again remember it's all about the lotus feet right the lotus side one by stroke of good fortune taking shelter of your lotus feet we can rest undisturbed the lotus feet are unchanging. That's the safe place, right? He says, For mrityu asmat apaiti. Death run, leaves that place. We're running from death, but death runs away from his fe- from the lotus feet. Interesting, in the image of Kali, Kali is the world of birth and death. Time, right? Kala. Right? And Shiva is timelessness. Birth, death, birthless, deathless, unchanging, right? Right, and so we pray to Ma Kali's feet, or Krishna's feet. Right, in that image also, that's the part of her, of the world of birth and death that touches the deathless, the birthless, the unchanging. Right, so we say, oh, we worship the lotus feet of Mother Kali. That's the part we can worship all parts. This is also part of Mother Kali, but you know, this body is also part of Mother Kali. Right, money is also part of Mother Kali. Pleasures, happiness, misery, everything is a part of Mother Kali, but that's not the part that's going to be unchanging. That's still you can't rest. You cannot rest comfortable at that place, right? Nobody says, "Oh, mother, make me a dust at the speck of you know un- under your left elbow, or under the skull that's dripping blood, or something like that, or in your skull cup." You say, "Oh, let me be. Let me rest under your feet." 
right? Lotus, the lotus feet is a safe. Last couple of weeks, we've read more about what that means, but very clearly in the image of Kali, it's the part that touches Shiva, the part that's that's her that we can know, but that's unchanging. That's un, that's that's the transcendent, unchanging, absolute. By a stroke of good fortune, taking shelter of your lotus feet, we can under, we can rest undisturbed, for death himself leaves such a one. This is why he, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Parikshit did not give up. The Bhagavad says, oh, "This is, not, is it when the gods say this is the wrong, this is the wrong cure. Your disease is your your curse is you're going to be bit by a snake and die, and the Bhagavatam is not going to stop that." And this is no, no, I'm going to hold on to that which is that which gives me safety from all birth. So when death comes, which is sure to come, including to you, Devas. You may know the way to I don't get bit by the snake, but you yourselves are going to die. And so will I if I don't get bit by the snake. Right? So it's like, I want that place. I, the Bhagavatam will give me knowledge and devotion, understanding where I can, I, by the time death comes, my mind will be, I'll be completely absorbed in the deathless reality. Yeah, so Narchiketa also, he's offered by death so many, so many uh, boons. He says, how can I ask for those things? I'm looking, I'm looking at death. <laughs> These things don't matter to somebody looking face at death. Problem is we don't look at death. Prickshit is looking at death. So remember, she's the mother aspect that that Vatsalya Bhava is strong, right? Although I know you are the supreme reality, you are the unchanging, birthless, absolute, all-pervading, unmanifested. After the entire universe, you're the one who manifests the entire universe. After the universe, you alone exist. Right, uh, thinking of by by somehow holding onto your lotus feet, we can we can rest unperturbed by birth and death, right? But then that reality, remember, she took birth in her womb for a reason, in order to have some loving reciprocation of of of, of mother that loving relationship, right? It says it says, please protect me from this fierce son of Ugrasena, right? The Kamsa, please have now you've come now you this reality protect me from Ugrasena. Right, the destroyer of fear of your devotees. Right, he says. But then this one line is very beautiful. It's a very spiritual line, but very human. Both spiritually, it says. Um, sorry, somebody over page here. Rupam chera parusham dhyana dishnyam dishnyam. You are the one that's perceptible only through meditation. Actually, how are we going to realize God through meditation, right? And it says, "Mama uh, drisham." Mamsa drisham means material vision. You can't be seen by material vision. That's a spiritual state statement. So only your divine form, this divine reality we're describing, or your forearm form where I'm seen with my open eyes, right? That can only be really seen through meditation, not through material through thinking, right? But it's also, she's also say, doing it in the form of a prayer. That's a statement and a prayer. The prayer form is this form, which is going to be seen in meditation, don't let anybody see it who's materialized. Because she's thinking, when comes to come, he's going to see it. Right? And when he sees it, he's going to try to kill you. Who's, you know, so the absurdity, <laughs> you can't be killed. You're, you're At the end of time, you still exist. Thinking of you liberates us from birth and death and the fear of death. But if he sees you in this form, he's going he's to know you're, you're Vishnu, he's going to try to kill you. Because he knows he hates Vishnu and he's trying to kill Vishnu. And, and, and so my response, my motherly response, I have to stop you from... So please, let it only be seen by meditation, not by open eyes, by materialistic thinking. Right? 
says, Please protect us who are afraid of this fierce son of Ugrasena, destroy, O destroyer of the fear of your devotees. This form, apprehended by meditation, may it not be mi- visible to material, to material vision. May it not may, so this form which is seen in meditation may it not be visible because he's he's worried about kamsa but also the very deep thing we can't this all thing she's saying is also if we take this as our own spiritual we cannot see this through materialistic thinking so not only do we require sadhana if we let, next week we read about the sadhana that they did to get this vision how did they get Vishnu as their son they did sadhana for thousands tens of thousands of years fierce austerities we, you know, we, we, I can't get myself to wake up early in the morning, and they're 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 eating they're not even they're eating, they're fasting, leaving on air for thousands, tens of thousands of years to get a boon, right? To, to get uh, the blessings, uh, to get some blessings, right? It takes much sadhana to get to have Krishna, to have God be born inside of you, to be to illuminate you, to have this knowledge is not easy, right? Uh, uh, it wasn't easy then; it's not easy. It won't be easy for us also. Right, but it's a big thing. It's not, it's not visible. He's not this vision, both of the forearm form of Vishnu or the cosmic understanding of who he is, Nilakata, uh, without name, form, like this, uh, 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 limitation, is invisible to our regular thinking. What Jesus said if your eye be d- d- dual, your body should be full of darkness. If your eye be light, your body should be full of light. If your if your body if your eye be single, it takes the divine vision. Also, Krishna, when Arjuna asks Krishna, "Let me see your your universal vision," he says, "You can't see it with these eyes." Regular thinking, he says, "In here, I give you uh, uh, spiritualize, divya divya chakshu. I give you divine eyes. With that, you can." And then he says, "Behold my mystic opulence." And then he saw this universal vision, and his response is, "Let's take it away. I can't handle it." He wasn't ready. It's not easy to handle this type of stuff, you know. Imagine, he can't even handle a, a, a glimpse of it, right? Our, she's encompassing that whole reality within her being. It was in her womb. How to think of it, right? May that sinful one, Kamsa, not understand that you have taken birth in my womb. Don't let him know. Let him not know that God is, that Vishnu has taken birth, right? Oh, Madhusudana. For I am very much afraid of for you because Kamsa, because of Kamsa, and I am very anxious at heart. So I'm very scared because I'm scared for you, oh deathless, birthless God, whom we're thinking about makes us transcend death, right? <laughs> but so hide this form, right? But also think of it. Actually, some commentaries say that she wanted to see the she wanted to switch to the baby form because the baby form can be hidden. Right, right, and the baby form, some compassion may be there. Right, nobody easily kills a baby, but if you see your great, your enemy was weapons up raised, you'll find a fight, and then he, he doesn't. She doesn't want him hurt. Right, may that sinful one come to not understand that you have taken birth in my womb, O Madhusudana. The name Madhusudana is very important because O killer of many other demons, the demon Madhu. Right, so it's like O deathless one, I'm scared for your death. Right, and um, O birthless one, I'm uh, don't let anybody know that you've been born. Right and oh, uh, oh, killer of the demon Madhu! Don't let this. De- I'm scared because this demon's going to kill you. Right? It shows you this the world, the, the cusp of these two of the how the infinite touches the finite. Right? Withdraw, oh, upasambhara, uh, withdraw, take away, um, oh, vishvatma, oh, universe, oh, soul, of the universe, universal self, adarupam, alok, kitam. This rupa, this form. 
we, we look, he looked up the word for me, Alokila means the supernatural form, right? Shanka Chakra Gadda Padma, holding conch, disc, club, and lotus, right? Surya Ajustam, decorated with glory, these glorious symbols, right? Chatpujam in your forearms. Take away this, hide this form, right? He's coming, he'll, he'll, he'll know you're here. Right. If, he see, if he sees you with these four things, first he says, don't let any, but don't let any, but think about it, it's very interesting, if we take it, she's scared, oh, if he sees this divine form, he's going to come and hurt you, right, but also, if we take this as a spiritual awakening, take that aspect of it, if you see it materially, right, then the whole thing will be destroyed. Right, we can't. If you, if we, if we look at this materially, this whole thing will be destroyed. We have a little spiritual, something, a little, sometime, a little bit of a, a spiritual understanding, feeling, emotion, realization comes in our heart, is born. Maybe not like this, but something. Right, as soon as we, then the materialistic vision attacks it, and pulls it apart, and it all dies. Right, we easy to kill. For if if a forearm form of a deity is born in our heart, part of our our comes a part of us immediately comes to rush to kill it. So she's scared of this to happen. The final verse. Visham yar itat swa tano nishante. Nishantante. Visham yar itat swa. Visham, this whole universe, this vast universe, easily rests in your body of Purushaha Paro Bhavam. And that supreme person. You, you, the entire universe, the exp- endless expanse of universe, easily rests within your being. So God, God is that infinite being. The infinite universe easily rests. Actually, in the Bhagavatam describes countless, inf- infinite amount of infinite universe rests within the consciousness of Bhagavan, the Supreme Person. Right? Oh Lord, this form has entered my womb. So think about that. That's the big. The infinite has entered. So who's she, of course? But also, so we have to understand who uh, 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 the mother of God is a big thing. <laughs> we have that term in Christianity, a mother of God, right? When Sri Ramakrishna also, when, when Sri Ramakrishna's mother was leaving her body, right? Sri Ramakrishna held her feet out of, out of devotion but said, Oh, mother, right? Who you held in your womb? Because who is Ramakrishna? We, know, we consider Ramakrishna to be this type of person, this type of reality. Who is she then that could hold such a being? The being who the universe exists within exists in the heart of his mother. This is also why in many verses it says the heart of a devotee is very special. The entire universe exists within God, but God exists within the heart of a devotee. So devotee is actually greater than God. It's not tattva, this is bhava. Tattva means not, it's not a, a scientific fact, it's not a logical thing. But, it's a, it, but this is the way the yogis feel, the way the devotees feel. This is the, Buddha. the vast universe rests easily in the body of that supreme person. O oh Lord, this form of the Supreme Person has entered my womb. Vidambanam. Uh, Vidambanam. He looked up this word for me. Nir Lokasha Nibambanam. In imitation of this human world. Right? So you're appearing in, in order to pretend to act in this world of name and form, in this human world, in the realm of human thinking. Right, that infinite being, which contains everything, seems to be born, has entered my womb, be born in me. Right, so in my womb, in imitation of human way, imitation of human ways. We'll leave it with that tonight. Uh, uh, Leave a second. (coughs) What time is it now? Six nineteen. Six nineteen. A few minutes. Any comments or questions? Mm. It's 
see it. Yes, yes. You say it, it's in it, that's because it's the yeah. most true. Yes, yes. No, so he uses that it's the, it, these are, um, it's more true than history, right? And, but, like, like, there, there, in, in the, in the Lila Prashanga, Ramakrishna Lila Prashanga, Swami Shardanda is very interesting because he's very logical and very skeptical. He grew up as in Brahma Samaj and I think in those type of things. Very, um, uh, uh, uh. and he says he read all these things and he read the Bible growing up in the Indian, you know, for us this is kind of, we discovered these things, but people grew up with some Mahabharata, Ramayana, uh, Bhagavatam. Right, and and they say, oh, Krishna lifting the mountain with his pinky and being born in a, in a miraculous birth and four arms and 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 and, and Rama, you know, killing Kamsa and Hanuman jumping over. You know. And he says that he's, I mean, to a young intellectual Bengali, right? This is just ridiculous. I mean, he understands that it may be some ancient truth, maybe. Maybe maybe some mythological meaning. We can also think we're modern people. We have to think of it this way, right? But then he says, "Then I met Ramakrishna, and investigating his life, the same things happened. He's also born in such a way. He also did these type of things, right? So it's like it's like so maybe if it happened with him, maybe it happened the same way with Krishna. Maybe it happened the same way with Buddha. Maybe it happened the same way with with Jesus." Right, so it's like he was taking it mythologically. Oh, mythology, mythology is also it's a higher truth than history. But there's another point in 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 Indian tradition is that mythology enters history. It touches history, right? In the incarnation, right, where the the highest mythological meaning is actually embodied in a human being, right? There's still the reality of God incarnate, not just a symbol of God incarnating and God being born in consciousness, but actually God actually being born. As a human being, we want Ramakrishna to be born in us, but he was actually we have photographs of him, right? He's not a mythological character. He is mythological. There are things in his life that cannot be understood logically. They're pure mythology, but it happened, right? We have pictures of it. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the mysterious, and 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 perhaps, and this is something Hami Vivekananda and others have said, that in this age of doubt. Right, where the story, even the stories, we're trying to we're trying to get meaning out of the old story through mythology and metaphor, philosophy like this, right? Um, but in the process, we lose ninety percent. We get some meaning, but we lose the thing that makes sense, right? You know, and if we get the thing that makes sense, we end up, we have to be fanatics, illogical. Oh, Jesus, Jesus died. We were on the thin day. You know, like you, oh, Hanuman jumped over a mountain. You know, it's like. I was joking with my, my uh, with Vinay, uh, who's a, who's you know this man is a head of who was the head of the astronomy department. I mean, he just retired, right? Great devotee of Ram and Hanuman. And I was telling him, children, parents put their children in your care as a professor, right? And you believe in talking monkeys that jump over mountains, <laughs> jump over oceans, right? How is this? I was joking with poking him and says that you sh- they should have fired you immediately. That the, the influence you had on these young impressionable, you're obviously insane, right? <laughs> Right, he goes, yes. You know, he immediately accepted it, right? He says, he says, I have no problem believing any of it, right? Because he says, but he says that our tradition is updatable. He uses this term. Every generation, the gurus, tells you what it means, right? Every generation tells you, oh, what Hanuman is. I know what Hanuman means. I know what he represents, right? And all of a sudden, that, that those ancient stories, and like where they touch history, they also touch our personal history. And these lines of, of clear uh, mythology and clear myth, uh, uh, metaphor and history and you know all these things that get every generation to, we're also trying to do that we're updating and if you don't have an updatable tradition you have a fanatical tradition a fundamentalist right you know we can be the fundamentalists of this book also we know many of them right 
it's not uh, 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 that it's exactly it happened. If you don't believe it, you're you're a sinner, <laughs> right? And he says, okay, that's that's fine. And we also we do believe it, but we don't. We may not. Be, we believe it plus. In a, in a, we, we still have to we still have to be members of our own society and our member of our own culture, intellectually honest to our own education and and the discoveries of logic and science and we have to we have to do all that also, but without uh, so Sri so Vivekananda like this Sri Ramakrishna was born as the avatar of this age. What did it mean to be avatar of this age? The age of doubt, of logic, of reason, of Darwin, of scientific method. Of all these everything, we what, what do you do in this age? We easily lose faith in all the ancient traditions, right? But some of you because no problem. He's talk. He talks. He, he talks using Darwinistic language, using uh, principles of logic and modern discoveries of his time. His time it was it was much here. We've we've already we've grown up already in a generation where all this stuff's already barely true, right? And only symbolically or partially true and believed by 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 by. Only literally by 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 religious fanatics, you know, but um, but he was just at that time of transition, when when these are new ideas, right? Uh, 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 it's hard to imagine where that the 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 the, uh, the book just came out, <laughs> the origin of speech, like and how it challenged everything. And his but he he presented a philosophy and a way of interpreting stuff with for for his audience, right? You know, emphasizing the Vedanta and this type of stuff. That could withstand everything, could withstand the new the new way of thinking, and he updated it. So we also have to. Every generation has to update it. Doesn't religion get stuck in Windows Vista? Yes. <laughs> right. right. So it's but not change it. That's the thing. We have to make it. We have to make it applicable. Right. So Sri Ramakrishna is very important, but he's talking to the Brahma Samaj. Brahma Samaj didn't believe it. He believed also the stuff is not real. Right. And so he's talking about Radha and Krishna. And the love of Radha and Krishna, and he says, he, and he's looking because he knows these people in front of him don't believe in Radha and Krishna, right? That, he, that that's not our religion. And he's just song. He just yeah, song about the love of Radha and Krishna. With, yeah, so he's he lives in that world where he really believes it. He sees not only he he is he, we consider him as he is Krishna. He is Radha, you know, so from our perspective, right? Who who Ramakrishna is, right? But then he tell he told he's looking at after his ecstatic vision of, in song and drenched in tears. He says, oh, even if you don't have to accept Radha and Krishna, but you have to accept their longing for each other. Right? Still, the, 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 how to update it to this? These people can also benefit from it. The longing between Radha and Krishna, that's the essence of the... Of, of, uh, you have, without that, you're not going to realize God. You may accept it historically or not. He accepted it, and his, some, of his, some of his disciples accepted it, some of them didn't accept it. But, but that longing for God that, that's shown in that story of Radha and Krishna, the longing for the soul, the longing for God without that, we're being we're being we're being signaled. Jai Sri Ramakrishna, Jai Sri Krishna.